Hello everybody, welcome back to Elder Geeks Game Club. This is episode number 17. My name is Steve Wilkinson, and with me as always is Phil Summers. Phil, how are you doing tonight? I am good. How are uh, you? I'm doing great. Good to hear that you're doing good. <laughs> and with us also, as always, is Randy Yasinchek, uh, owner, editor, uh, big man in charge at eldergeek.com. Randy, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. I'm coming down from like a, an Amalur little marathon for our upcoming video review. Ah, very nice. Very nice. Cool. How, uh, just real quick in one sentence or so, how are you feeling about it? Um, It'll get a worth trying. Cool. Um, but uh, it, it didn't live up to my expectations. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I've only played the demo, so I can't really, uh, I can't judge uh, beyond that. Um, but so this is the game club podcast. As I said, uh, this podcast, what we do is kind of a book style book club format. Uh, we play a game for a couple weeks, then we get together here and record a podcast where we just dissect and discuss the game. Uh, this time around we played Bastion and, uh, Phil, why don't you go ahead and give us a little background on the Bastion game? Sure. So it is developed by newcomers. Supergiant Games. They were founded in 2009 by, probably going to say this wrong, Amir Rao. What do you think? Sounds good to me. It looks good to me. <laughs> and Gavin Simon. They're uh, XEA guys. They worked on uh, some Command & Conquer games. So, um, this game was published by Warner Brothers, but it was actually in development for about two years, and Warner Brothers didn't actually sign on until pretty late in the in the game here. Um, they actually didn't come on until GDC of 2011, so only a couple months before the game launched on Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, for that reason, obviously, it was self-funded by these guys, um, and that was developed by a team of about seven people. Uh, they were split in L.A. and New York City. All the All the major, I think... Game design elements were handled in L.A., whereas like audio and you know the music and dialogue and everything was recorded in uh, in New York. And initially went through a nine-month prototyping phase, so I'm assuming that's included in those two years. And yeah, and then it after Warner Brothers picked it up, it got released on Xbox in July, uh, Steam only a month later, and then on Google Chrome, no less. I kind of wanted to see how that ran i guess there's no like demo though or anything right uh i, I think yeah you can run it and install it without um paying for it i think it's uh gated like you can only play a little bit before yeah before you have to actually buy it which is kind of curious it's like a demo version of it basically okay. um huh. because i i ran it i i played it a little bit oh, on, you did? on there just to see i didn't i was at work and i didn't have a, a controller or anything so okay i just tried it out on there real quick was it i mean i don't want to get too into it yet but i mean it was basically the same yeah yeah wow. yeah it was uh i mean it ran full screen and everything it wasn't like in the browser i mean right you could run it you oh know, okay. so it looked like you were just playing a game i mean it, it was like any other browser-based game i've ever played uh trying like um what is it uh battlefield heroes or quake live okay you know, yeah. it was pretty much the same experience as those where, where it was pretty seamless and it didn't feel like you were sitting there playing it in a browser window Right. Yeah, and this is the old man in me is going to come out, but I can't believe we're at this point where like we can play games in a browser, <laughs> like good games. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like, <laughs> it's, a, it's a changing world. It's good. It's it is. Good. It more, is cha- more ways to get the games out there. Uh, it's, it's all good. Uh, yeah. you, you mentioned the audio and the the uh, a big part of this game. It's a it's a top down isometric uh, kind of like a dungeon crawler almost style yeah. game, uh, and it's very heavily emphasis. Uh, the the emphasis is on the narration, uh, which kind of happens dynamically as you move through the world. Now, I remember uh, as, I, as we were researching the game a bit, uh, the the narrator uh, didn't actually meet any of the developers or the designers in person until I think the, until the game was pretty much done. Yeah, because uh, he was in yeah. New York recording everything, and they were just kind of like you know uploading stuff back and forth, and and uh, mm-hmm. so. That that was kind of interesting, and the soundtrack, which has been uh, pretty critically acclaimed for good reason, was was uh, done by uh, Darren Korb, who I believe was a friend, a childhood friend of Amir, yeah. of Amir, yeah, and that's mm-hmm. how he got hooked up with him. I don't know that he had ever done any game uh, music. No, before. I think it, I think it said just like some TV stuff, maybe like a a movie. So yeah, the game games were new to him. Yeah, well, he did a 
pretty awesome job. But we did a bang up job. Apparently, they weren't even going to release a soundtrack, and then people demanded they release it, and it sold really well too. Mm-hmm. So there was demand. But yeah, I mean that's essentially it as far as uh, history goes. I mean, yeah, I mean it hasn't been around very long, so there's yeah, not much to say. Right, right. It's, <laughs> but it, only... it's, the game's been met with uh, much critical acclaim uh, since its release, and yeah, uh, it sold like half a million copies, and yeah, you know, no. in 2011, so half a year, half a million, it's pretty good. It showed up on a lot of awesome. uh, a lot of um, people's game of the year lists for yeah. uh, 2011. Uh, a lot of uh, you know game. Uh, media websites, uh, and I, I think it won best downloadable title, didn't it? From from one of the um, award things, I believe so. I don't know if it was from the Spike one or, or I don't know one of those. There was a publication that I, I'm pretty certain gave like Game of the Year. So I mean, a lot of it's gotten a lot of praise. Yeah, I'm trying to find so, our actual review of it, like the the official Elder Geek review of of Bastion. I know we did one. Yeah, um, I, I remember. I think uh, Jesse wrote it, mm-hmm. and I know we gave it a worth buying. Yeah, I remember when you got when it was put up. I remember uh, looking at it. So, so that now, correct me if I'm wrong, but real quick, a, a distinction we should make about Bastion and, and the Game Club podcast is: I think this may be the first game that all three of us have finished. Yeah. Well, Randy, you finished it too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So wow. this this is this is the first one, right? I believe so it took us 17 yeah. episodes, but we, we finally, all three of us finished a game. Wow. <laughs> Excellent. Wow. So that's good. That's great. And that's I, not out know, of laziness. I, a lot of times that's out of, you know, one of us sucking pretty hard at a, at a game. Or just know, not or, enjoying it, you know. We're just not enjoying it, right, yeah. yeah. Which is the nature of the show. I mean, we're not, uh, we never claim to be a definitive review of the game. Right. It's just a discussion. And, and uh, so if it's something we don't like, we, you know, we don't finish I'll be honest, it. I was almost the odd man out. I almost didn't finish it. I know. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I finished it last night. Oh, good for you, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Phil, why don't you uh, you want to start us off with uh, your thoughts? Oh, I I get to start. If you'd like, it's 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 balls in your court. If you want, if not, hit it back. Let me knock it back to uh, Randy since Randy finished it. <laughs> Let me knock it back to Randy. Okay. Um. Wow. I, I, but thank you, by the way, for letting me start this off. I I'm kind of hoping that nobody nobody is uh, is going to be thinking too harshly on this and i also want to kind of preface this that this is this is not eldergeek.com's official take on the game this is my personal take as as well as it is like everybody's personal take here um uh, elder geek gave it a, a worth buying it which which i wholeheartedly uh, agree with um i think the game has fantastic art style i think the music is uh, is beautiful um, and in fact, if, if we were to like rate the, the soundtrack, I would even give the, the soundtrack a worth buying. And I, I think no matter where you pick it up, I think there's an option to also download it with, with the soundtrack, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's only like a dollar or two more or something like that. It's not much more. Yeah. Like when you do it on steam. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely some solid gameplay. I think it's, um, I think it's a very well polished game. Um, you know, there's. I can't think of any like real bugs or glitches or anything like that that I ran into. And it was, you know, the controls were, were tight. It was, it was immediately responsive. Um, I thought the narration was, was excellent. Um, and all in all for like a, a top down game for, you know, the, the 10 or $15 or however much you, you, you know, you managed to pick it up for, I think it's, I think it's worth the sticker price that you're paying for it. It's, it's the kind of game that I wish had existed back when we were, uh, still playing like the SNES. Like this game would have been awesome if it appeared on the SNES or the or the PlayStation One. It's still awesome now, but if if this came out back then, it would be one of those games that everybody would you know would be like, oh hey, do you remember how awesome that game was? It would be one of those those few games that kind of stood the test of time. Um, on the flip side, I as much as I liked the narrative, uh, the narrate, uh, the narrate, I'm, I'm like being like Winnie Pooh here, Winnie the Pooh here, the narrator. <laughs> as much as I liked the narrator, um, I really wish I had an option to turn him off. You do um, have an option to turn him off. Oh, you do? And I did it. I wanted to do that. I should have done that. <laughs> I didn't do that. I, cause I was thinking to myself how, how different the game would be without the narrator in it. And, uh, it, it's a good game, but I, I think that a lot of people are, are being wooed by how, how well the narrator's job has is done, how well it was coded into the game and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but after like the first couple of boards, I was like, okay, I get it. It's this really well programmed kind of thing, but I don't, I don't need it anymore for this, this top down kind of action. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think if I if I play it again, I will turn him off. Um, and I think if if you do turn him off, and I, like I said, I haven't done it yet. I think if you do turn him off, that I think it would, you know, I think it would drastically change the change the uh, I don't know. I don't want to say the pace of the game, but just the overall feeling of the game. Um, and, uh, one other, one other negative that I, I wanted to kind of throw out there. I didn't find it that addictive, you know, for, yeah. for, for mm-hmm. a game like this, I, I wanted it, I wanted it to be more addictive. I wanted it to be like that, like a Diablo where, where you you want to find that next piece of loot. I wanted yeah. it to be like the, the MMO where like the gameplay is so solid or there's just something about, you know, level building that you <clears throat> wanted to keep doing. I didn't find any like real appeal to the challenge rooms and I didn't find real appeal to like the, uh, the idle system where you could, you know, increase or Mm -hmm. decrease the the level of difficulty. There was just something missing there for me and I can't quite put my finger on it. Um, so I guess, I guess that's it. No, I know what you mean. I mean, it, 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 it does share a lot of similarities with the game, like, uh, like Diablo or Torchlight, but without having that constant, uh, uh, loot reward, uh, mm-hmm. it really does kind of diminish that a bit um, because in those games, you know, every, every, you know, you're killing things and sometimes you're getting two or three items dropping from it and you may not even need it, but you're still like, oh, look, this one's purple, you know, or whatever. And then, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got, they have that element, whereas this one, it was like you were just um, earning the little, uh, whatever the currency is that then you then use to unlock things um, or, right. or you were finding the little items that the, the, uh, materials that were needed in some cases, but even they were pretty rare. Um, so yeah, I see what you mean about that. Like I, I didn't find it particularly addicting myself either. I mean, I, I found it compelling enough that I played through the story. Uh, mm-hmm. I tried a couple of the, like the gauntlet thing where you ba- like, I think you, you go into someone's dream or something like that. And you basically mm-hmm. have to go through like 20 waves of monsters. And I think I got down to like the second, like, the second to last wave and then I was just done and I died and, and I found out, I realized I had to, you know, that was it pretty much. I ran out of lives and, and continues and everything. And I was just like, all right, well, I don't want to do that again. It was, I wasn't like compelled to try again and, and, uh, see if I could do it. I was just like, ah, I'm going to get back to the story of the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, it was, there, there'd be other things I could like really, I'm not, I'm not like trying to give the developers notes or anything here, but, but I'm just saying like games like Zelda where you're kind of constantly pushing forward because the bosses are really cool or the exploration is really cool that, you know, this, this game had like solid art style, solid, you know, uh, solid, um, uh, you know, polished gameplay mechanics and everything like that. But they, like I said, there, there's like the soul of it. There's something missing from it that just didn't have the addictive yeah, trait yeah. that I was going for. Yeah, I I agree. A lot of your I mean, your negatives are basically my negatives. Uh, yeah, like I like I said, I almost didn't finish it because I felt like I played enough of it, and I was just like, eh, I, you know, I played enough Bastion. Do I really do I really want to <laughs> finish it tonight? And then I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll just finish it. I didn't have that. I I went on Game Facts. I saw how far I was, and I was like, okay, I don't got much left. I'll, I'll sit down and I'll finish it. But but yeah, I mean it's. You know, strip away the art and the music and all that stuff. You know, break it down narrator. to its yeah, break it down to its most basic form, and you know, you you don't have something that far removed from like Gauntlet. You know, mm-hmm. um, and it's those games are fun while they last. I was even thinking of like a because it's Gauntlet's kind of like a sh- you're shooting a lot of things where this is a little more beat 'em up. So I was kind of comparing it in my head as I'm playing it. I'm kind of comparing it to like a beat 'em up like, you know, Turtles in Time or something. And even though, you know, they're just similar in the fact that you're just swarmed by guys and that's basically all you're doing is just dealing with bad guys. Mm-hmm. It's top-down um, Turtles in Time meets Sunset Riders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, those games work because they're short. You know, like, mm-hmm. Turtles in Time is awesome because it's, like, the best half hour ever. And this stretches on for, you know, almost four hours. So, you know... There's they try to have some depth to the combat with the shields and you know the different weapons, but I felt like I didn't really care about the weapons too much. I usually just kept um, the hammer or the um, the machete and some kind of firing item, you know, mm-hmm. like a shotgun or something like that. I basically kept with the same two items, and you know the upgrades. I felt like you didn't get enough of the items to make the upgrades. 
And even when you got the upgrades, did it feel like the upgrade didn't make that big of a difference? Yeah, I didn't even care. And, like, by the end of the game, I had, like, 5,000 blue gold, whatever the hell it's called. And I bought a bunch of shit, and I didn't even, like, I don't know. I didn't even feel like I bought any shit. I just, (laughs) 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 I I was like, okay, I just spent some money. But, yeah, I agree that it's just uh, it wasn't addicting i don't know and like you guys said like steve was saying diablo has loot and all that so there's you know there's rewards to everything yeah this game just kind of the combat was solid like you said there's it's not like buggy or anything it, it works but it's just very monotonous and gets repetitive after a while and it doesn't help that there's no real interesting level design to kind of balance that you know at least if the stages were like these cool maze, like cool labyrinth type mazes where maybe you're solving puzzles, you know, maybe a little more Zelda-ish. The only thing it has in common with Zelda is the fact that I was rolling to go faster. <laughs> or, or even Diablo-ish. <laughs> Diablo, Diablo 1 and 2, they had some pretty labyrinthine, you know, uh, areas yeah. to explore. Right, right. And this was just kind of, you know, occasionally it would you would go off path. And I felt, I found like a lot of times it was like a dead end. And it's like, okay, there's nothing here. Mm-hmm. Um, my Another complaint... And I'm glad this. I'm glad I finished the game so I can complain about this. <laughs> was the final stage like all of a sudden they introduce a jump mechanic? Now you're jumping, so you never jump any time in the game. You you hit the there's like an evade button, so he rolls, and now he can jump. And you're jumping over platforms, and and it's just kind of you know why did they add this in? It just felt. I don't know, jumping in a game like that, it's like a, kind of a big deal because it's hard to jump in those types of games. Mm-hmm. And to throw that in on the last stage, I mean, I wasn't falling down halls nonstop or anything. I wasn't sucking terrible, but it just yeah. felt like a strange choice to me. It was You almost weird. wish that it was there like in the beginning of the game and it was like part of the mechanics all along. Like right, jump yeah, yeah. Levels, you know? Exactly. If I was jumping the whole time, cool. And then after that, you know, the whole game, you're trying to make... You're trying to find like what weapons suit you the best, and then you have to use this big stupid battering ram, and he walks at like a snail's pace. Mm-hmm. And that part was kind of cool for a second, but then it went on for a real long. Time. Yeah, then you're like, oh wait, no, this is what I'm going to be doing for the remainder <laughs> of the game, which yeah, is only like ten more minutes, but it's just right. kind of yeah. But you know, you couldn't drop it, and he was walking so slow, <clears throat> and I actually almost died with it because at one point you're getting swarmed by all those ninja things. Mm-hmm. They were whooping the shit out of me. I don't know, man. They, they, <laughs> they had me. I almost lost. Uh, yeah. So that last stage just kind of it just kind of falls apart. I, I felt like, um, you know, battering ram would have been cool if it was like a shorter lived thing, you know. But uh, I don't know. Or even like, if it was some, yeah, like if it was uh, like I agree with you with the jumping. If it had been something that was introduced kind of in small uh, right. iter- iterations earlier in the game throughout, so that then when you had it at the end, you were kind of. I don't know. It made sense in, in, right. from from a, a game play, play uh, point of view. Um, yeah, and I don't know. I was gonna say, and I don't. I don't know uh, about you guys, but I found the last few stages. I unless I had to fight, I just kept running. I didn't even like. I wasn't even interested in fighting anymore. Yeah. Did you have that? Nah, I'm 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 the kind of guy that if I see something on screen, I'll I'll go out of my way to try to get yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did the same. I was I was pretty much in that. And since I, there wasn't really much else to be a completionist about, then I was pretty thorough in making sure that I killed everything. <laughs> since I wasn't trying to like outfit myself with yeah. with an armor set or anything like that, I was like, ah, I might as well kill everyone. Yeah, um, and I turn and I'm sorry, Steve. I feel like I just cut you off. Like that's okay. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, and I did turn off the narrator. Um. At first, I thought it was cool. Like you said, Randy, it's like it's a neat like coding thing where he's kind of talking about whatever you're doing. You know, you go do something a little, you know, you don't follow that path and he still has something to say, you know? Mm-hmm. He always has a little quip for something. But then you're playing the game and, you know, I'm just swarmed by enemies and he is just blabbing and blabbing and blabbing and he's not <laughs> stopping. And I'm not even paying attention to him because I'm just trying to survive, you right. know? At what point did you turn him off out of curiosity? Like, uh, do you remember like around what point in the game? It was probably halfway because I played half okay. of the game. I think Monday night. Uh huh. And then I went back Tuesday, and uh, I I was like, you know, there's got to be a way to turn this guy off. So I went into the options, <laughs> and there was a way to turn him off. And I turned him <laughs> off, 
And then I saw subtitles. I go, okay, well, I'll read when I want to read. Mm-hmm. And then I turn the subtitles on. And that actually got a little tricky, too, because now there's subtitles popping up during battle. So it's Yeah, like, I could see that being a pain in the ass. Obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> but easier to ignore. Right. Less noise to deal with. Uh, yeah, so, you know, it's not like the writing was bad or anything. He just kept going and going. And it's just like another thing to try and pay attention to. And hmm. I just I didn't want to pay attention to it. And yeah. the story wasn't really... Um, it's not like he was going into like real deep detail about the characters or the you know he's just kind of blabbing on about what was currently happening. So I didn't feel like I was missing much turning him off. No, oh, okay. I, yeah. I actually enjoy the the narrator. I, I didn't have a problem with him at all. I mean, a lot I f- of people. You know what, Steve? A lot of people don't. It, I mean, a lot of people do enjoy the narrator. In fact, when you ask people what they think about the game, I think one of our number one response from from everybody was like they love the the freaking. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I thought it was was all right. I mean, I, I felt as though as the game went on, like towards the end of the game, I, I kind of I don't know if I tuned him out a bit when it was in those situations like you just mentioned, like where you're fighting a swarm of guys and he he's, you know, basically giving you the play by play. I might have to I might have tuned him out at that point, but I, I don't remember him being as um, apparent during during the later parts of the game i felt like later in the game he would just kind of chime in here and there to kind of like tell you things about what was going on like the 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 motivations of 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 why things had happened you know as he was revealing more to you the character uh, which you find out you know at the end of the game who he's actually talking to Um, right i guess we should probably maybe put a spoiler warning at the beginning of this episode Uh, just in case i mean i I know it's been out for a while but you never know but yeah so basically he's uh He's talking to the girl. He's not talking to you, the character, anyway. He's been telling this whole story to, to the girl. So that, that was right. kind of like the revelation later in the game. Um, so I felt like he kind of scaled back a bit as, as you got further in. But in the beginning stages, I really, you know, I, I thought it was great. I thought it was really cool. I liked his voice. His, like that kind of like gruff. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the whole theme of the game. I really It had kind of like a, a westerny, steampunkish yeah. kind of... Mm-hmm. Uh, fantasy thing about it, uh, which I really liked, and and like I was saying before we recorded, I was playing Red Dead at the same time, so I was like knee deep in cowboy <laughs> western kind of stuff. So this game kind of just played perfectly off of that. That's uh, awesome. <laughs> but I, I I thought it was cool. Yeah, I, I same kind of reaction like the stuff where like you would just stop and kind of do something that like you weren't pushing the game forward. He would start to talk about the fact that you were just you know doing whatever right uh i thought that was kind of cool um the music i uh, the music blew me away especially that one scene when you the scene when you the level where you meet the girl yeah um and the point when you start hearing her singing off in the distance and uh as you get closer you know the music kind of gets louder and louder and, and it's this song that's performed i forget the name of the girl who performs uh mm-hmm. the female vocal songs on the soundtrack mm-hmm. um but yeah, I love that. I've listened to the, that song on the soundtrack probably a hundred times in the past two weeks. That's awesome. Wow, cool. Um, and actually, that's going to be one of the songs we feature uh, on this episode. So you guys Very listening cool. will, will hear it at the end of the show. Um, and just just great. I, I thought the whole theme, everything. The story. I've heard people say that the story wasn't great. Um, and I don't really know how I feel about that. Because I thought the story was fine. I mean, I didn't think it was amazing. It's um, a very simple story, you know. Yeah, it's it's a typical video game story. I mean, there, it didn't break down any any uh, barriers, but it didn't suck at the same time. Right, and it was kind of like it explained enough where I was like, oh, okay, so you know, these guy, someone, this guy, this girl's father accidentally caused this huge catastrophe to happen, but it, it was actually a weapon that was being developed by one side to fight the other whatever it, it wasn't like terribly convoluted it was simple enough to understand and i felt like it just kind of it, it pulled everything together but they didn't i didn't feel like they really needed to do much more with the story i don't know if people were expecting something that was way more involved but like there were no midi chlorians there was no like like <laughs> right. s- there was no like super in-depth you know uh uh over explaining of anything it was just kind of took everything uh at face value and you're like all right well, this has all happened, and, and you know now I'm either going to make a couple choices here, and, and it's going to uh, play itself out in, in one of four ways. Um, right. Which I thought was weird uh, that the moral choice came at the very end. Didn't you guys – how did you well, feel about that? Well, you get the two choices at the end pretty much. You get to 
The first one is you, you can, can I... choose to leave Zolf. Is that his name? Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Either choose to leave him or take him. And then you have a choice after that, which is, you know, I guess the weapon or the machine that you've been dealing, trying the ba to. The Bastion itself. Bastion. The Bastion itself, yes, that you've been trying to get going. It can either, I guess, go back in time and, you know, the calamity never happens, which is like the post, you know, the, the apocalyptic event that happens to the world. Right. Or you can just kind of press on and hope for the best so well, the bastion you've you discover the bastion's original purpose was to was an evacuation system okay. it was to get everyone would would gather at the bastion and then it would take them away from where the where the calamity was going to happen right so that they could uh survive and go and live somewhere else and because and right, it's like a big airship basically it's yeah like, yeah it's like, like an, sails on it mm -hmm, yep yep so that was so that yeah those were your two choices but it, it just seemed weird to me that that all and and I guess I don't know that I'd say they're moral choices because it doesn't really you know yeah it's not like light side dark side it's just kind of like well do you I guess the do first one's kind of a moral <clears throat> choice the, you know like, well what did you do with Zolf I took I, him I took him too yeah I helped yeah, him yeah me too yeah uh, you all took him I was hoping somebody didn't take him. <laughs> <laughs> I was didn't take him and then when I did take him I thought I was gonna lose because you're just getting destroyed yeah. And I was like, "Oh my God, am I doing this right? Am I gonna die? What you know? What's gonna happen?" But like, it's, you're supposed to get whooped there. Yeah, it's like the uh, the hallway scene in uh, Metal Gear Solid Four. Right, right. God, the... yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I wonder if if you didn't take him, if you were expected to fight and survive all those. People. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know because I get I don't know if you would have had your weapon or would you still have had that big battering ram? Because a lot of the attacks you were taking during that part were from people who were away from where you could reach them anyway. Right. So I wondered. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And so then, Steve, I know you did the opposite choice because I looked at your achievements on Steam. At the end, I chose to carry on. Oh, uh, okay. And you chose to go back in time. So I what did. When you go back in time? Um, nothing really. <laughs> you you're, you're, you see a, a scene uh, of them, and that's pretty much it. Like doing like uh, what they were doing before the the okay. calamity happened, and that's it. It's not like anything amazing. Randy, um, what did you what did you pick for that? I went back in time. Man, I'm the only guy that went forward. Well, hey, we all you know. <laughs> can't remember what I was gonna say there, but we all did it. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of figured what 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 happened happened. It's time to move on. Yeah, the game has a has a uh, new game plus mode also, where once you finish it, you can start over and retain all your weapons and upgrades and everything and play pl play through the game. I haven't done it either. It's one of those things I meant to do uh, before we recorded, and uh, to be honest, I just I was kind of like I, I I don't really feel like not that I didn't like the game, I really enjoyed it quite a bit, but I didn't have any desire to really replay the whole thing. I would right. do new new game plus again if I or new game plus if I wanted to go through and like see the different outcomes to those choices mm -hmm. you know i can burn through the game a little bit faster kind <clears> of thing. but new game plus is the right they, they gotta be for the right kind of game you know like chrono trigger was the perfect game for a new game plus yeah because and that was, was the new game plus i don't think was there anything before that i don't i know. think that was like the inventor i'm pretty was certain it? i think so i don't remember anything before it no because there were so many different ways that you could you could finish that game and they all right. felt complete and then there was other ways that you could finish the game that you could only do if you like played through the game a bajillion times like like i did <laughs> oh yeah right. yeah you know, like, you know i, I don't want to go off onto like chrono trigger but but anyway i, I don't know that, my point is i don't know if this game feels totally like it needs a new game plus yeah well that's what i mean like, kind of with having all your decision well the two decisions that you make being made within the last five minutes of the game is in a game that is you know four or five hours long it's kind of weird because to do it all over again, not that it would take you that long the second time, like you said, you're upgraded, so you could probably blow through it a lot quicker, but it's there's not anything going on during the game where I feel like I want to see it differently. Right. There's no like, other choices that you make like early in the game or in the middle of the game where things deviate down different paths uh, that would really... Like, it would just be like doing the same game again, pretty much, for the most part, until you get to the last five minutes. And, yeah. And, yeah. I mean, unless we're completely wrong, and please, somebody in the comments, let us know if we're if we're totally off base here. Yeah, I... I, I, I 
I didn't notice anything in the game. Nothing was obvious, like, hey, do this as opposed to that at any other point, aside from those two choices at the end of the game. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I hope I'm not making an idiot of myself, but <laughs> I, I don't think so. If, if the choices were there, they didn't do a very good job of presenting them because I didn't make them. Um, I just I felt like it was pretty linear. You just follow the path, follow the path, follow the path, and then, you, you know, you go on to the next spot. Uh, I did a couple of the weapons uh, challenges, um, but they were, I, I think I did the first two, maybe three. Yeah. And then I didn't um, do any after that. I was like, I don't care at all. Yeah. I did one. I did one of them and it was like, yeah, I got swarmed by a bunch of eyeball guys and I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't bad. It's nice that they put that in there. I mean, it's certainly an extra thing. If you're a completionist and you really just want to get like all the achievements and you know, then that's your, a new game plus I think is pretty much the only way you can get all the achievements because there's some stuff that I would think you would have to. You know, you don't get enough stuff the first time through unless you're doing all those things over and over again, those those weapons challenges. I don't think you can get enough uh, currency and stuff to, to upgrade okay. everything all the way. Right. I don't think. I don't think, again, I could be making an ass of myself, but uh, I'm pretty... I, I, it didn't seem that way to me. Um, but, eh. Yeah, I'm not a completionist. I'm not an achievement person. I really don't give a shit. Yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> I don't have the time anymore to be a completionist. Yeah. I wish I Cer- did. Certain games will catch me once in a while, but yeah, they're yeah for me they're really really few and far between where I'm like okay I gotta right. get you know I gotta get a, like a lot of the achievements in this game. It very rarely happens for me. I'm just I use them as kind of like a uh, like they pop up and I'm like ah oh, all right I guess I'm this I got a little further into the game. I'm right you know. It might as well be a loading screen or something like saying that I'm going to the next chapter or something. Right. <laughs> it's like the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I guess we're, we all see kind of eye to eye on Bastion other than Steve enjoyed the narrator more than us. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean, that's, I guess it's interesting. We're all pretty much on the same page. Yeah, yeah. it's a good game. It's, there's, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, it was it was a really well polished game, and I think it was one of the most well polished games of last year. Yeah, Do I you mean, think it should be like on the top ten for the year. Uh, I think it should be probably in the top ten, but low on the top ten. You know, I think I, I think in order to honestly be like game of the year, you, you've got to bring a lot more to the table than, um, you know, than that kind of. That kind of experience. I, I, I know it's really well polished and it brings amazing art style. It brings amazing music and everything like that. But like I said, that that addiction level, that fun level just right. just wasn't there. And that's that's mm-hmm. kind of why I play video games. It's really more for the fun. Now, yeah. uh, right. what, what about – and I know, if, uh, Phil, I know you had kind of wanted to touch on this because we talked about this earlier in the week a little bit. or We kind of mentioned it briefly. Um, sure. And we cover games like this a lot. You know, A lot of the games we've done on the show have been – indie games how do you when you say that putting it on the top 10 list alongside of games like gears of war 3 or skyrim or zelda uh you know big big studio games uh with large teams working on them and then you compare it to a game that was developed by seven people Mm -hmm. you know is it i mean it's almost not fair right that's what i mean is it fair to expect you know a full like a like a full-blown experience from a game that that is a you know it's an indie budget title for the most i mean i paid five dollars for it or or 650 because i got the uh because you got it on sale or something i I, yeah Yeah. i got it during a sale and i got the uh soundtrack edition so it was maybe like six or seven dollars as opposed to five dollars but still i mean that's it's cheaper than a movie ticket you know right yeah and uh and i got um according to my steam thing i played it for five and a half hours so uh you know uh, is it is it fair to to really, you know, be too hard on it, or is it is is that an excuse? Is that a crutch? Like saying, well, uh, go ahead, Phil. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, no, it's fine. Uh, I was gonna say, I, you know, I, I had a slight thought when I was thinking about it because I thought, you know, I wonder how many people put this on a top ten because they think, wow, these guys, there, you know, there was only like seven dudes that worked on this, and uh, you know, it's amazing and. Uh, it's so great you know and, and they build it up in their head just because it was you know such a and it's a great effort I mean, I mean these guys did a great job a small team but my thought was well all the games that we love from back in the day were made by like seven people so mm-hmm. it's kind of it kind of is fair you know like I, it's not fair but i just mean you know a lot of those games i'm sure that 
Super Mario Brothers 3 or something like that. Or mm-hmm. Mega Man 2 is a great example. Made by like a couple of dudes at Capcom in their off hours at work because Capcom didn't even want to make Mega Man 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just made this game in their spare time. And I mean, can anybody argue that you know Mega Man 2 is not like a class? I'd rather play that over most games today. So, you know, if you have a great idea for a game and you, you do a great job, um, I don't know. It is kind of fair to compare it to a, some big studio that hired a bajillion people to work on some big giant piece of crap. Because in a way, <laughs> it's you know, it's a more focused effort. You know, mm-hmm. 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 so I think it's fair. I think it's fair to compare them. Okay, right. uh, and I do think that I do think that it should land solidly in a top ten list. But but some people that were you know that were kind of you know throwing at their game of the year, I think that was being a little too generous from my point of view. Yeah, I agree. No, I would agree with that as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. Uh, yeah, I, I, but I, I do agree with both of you. There you yeah, go. I don't. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know if I said it, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, the art is great, and uh, he, Bastion himself, I was uh, kind of confused over, or not Bastion, the kid himself, I was a little uh, confused over. Uh, I was wondering if this is just a geeky thing. I was wondering if he was a 3D model, like rendered old school style, like Donkey Kong Country, where he was just kind of like placed into the game, or if he was hand drawn. I couldn't quite tell. Yeah, hmm. I couldn't tell either. I was I was curious about the same thing, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. Yeah, because yeah, because he doesn't look like he's he's not like real time polys like that. You can tell. Right. Uh, yeah. He does look but, weird compared to like something about him is off from everything else. Like when you're watching like an old like. I don't know when you're watching like an old Roadrunner cartoon and like there's that one rock and like you can just tell it's different. <laughs> it's different from everything else. So like obviously the rock is going to move or something's going to happen with the rock because it doesn't fit with the rest of the background. You know, it, right. it was kind of like the, that. Even the pillar that he picked. Well, the pillar that he picks up at the end is definitely 3D rendered 2D like like Donkey Kong Country, mm-hmm. you know, like that is definite. But I was wondering if he was. So if anybody knows the answer to that question, please tell me because I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so across the board, everybody would everybody would give this a one a worth buying. Absolutely, yeah. Even yes. at, even at full price, I would say you know if you can get it on sale, get it on sale. That is, that's awesome. But even at fifteen bucks, I think it's 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 worth the price. I agree. I'd say I'd say get it on sale. Sorry. Yeah, yeah but okay. I mean it's good. It's good. I like it. You know, it's not like um. You know, I'm not I'm I'm not hating on it. Right. 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 I mean. It's just that it's not it's not often that you find people that will actually talk about the negative points to a game that is actually so incredibly popular because it's almost at that point you, you become like this I don't know like this bastard who who who's speaking out against a you know about right. against the yeah. Bible or something. Well, we also right. you know we also have the benefit of of having a little bit of time and perspective of, of with the game, whereas mm-hmm. you know a lot of people who were raving about it was when it first came out and we we've right had a that few... knee jerk reaction to how beautiful the game is or we... that knee jerk reaction to like. The fact that like every other site in the world that's reviewing it is given giving it near perfect marks. So if you don't give it near perfect marks, then what's wrong with you? Kind yeah, of thing. and I, I don't mean to say that like you know buy it full price, don't buy it on sale. I mean if you can get it on sale, get it on sale. Uh, oh, yeah. I just mean that if it never goes on sale again and like you really really want to play it, it's worth fifteen dollars. I don't think you'll you'll have any buyer's remorse. No, I guess no. is what I meant by that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's a sound game. It is built well. It works well. It's just, um, you know, not totally original, other than the narration. And and don't go into it expecting that it's gonna like blow you away. Go into it expecting it to be another top-down action game, and and you will be perfectly satisfied with your purchase. Yeah, I mean, if they do a follow-up to it, I would really like. Um, if they do a follow-up to it, I'll say this: I probably wouldn't buy it. Uh, well, at least at full price, unless. Um, you know, they did a little more with just made the level design a little more interesting, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. If they, if they made the, the levels more more interactive, like a more crucial part of the story. And I mean, it's neat that you see the, the world being built around you. But yeah, that's the cool. level design was was pretty uninspired. Most of the most of the maps were pretty, you know, straight lines, except for like the occasional right hand turn that you'd have to make. Right. But that's just because the path didn't go anywhere else. You know, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, if if Bastion was like if if they just crossbred Bastion with like Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, uh, you bet your ass I would buy the next game. Yeah, 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 I agree. That'd be very awesome. Yeah.
So, Steve, you want to uh, take away a little community feedback? We yeah. actually got a decent amount. Yeah, I got to preface this by saying that this game, in addition to being the one that all three of us finished, this game, we got way more feedback from the community on this one than any previous game. So that's great. Awesome. Thank you very much. And uh, here we go. So from uh, no, no, Noah G, I'm not going to read. A lot of these came from Facebook. I'm not going to read these guys' last names just because, you know, I don't for know. Personal, for personal reasons. Right. They may not care, but just to be safe. So Noah G wrote, uh, it's pretty intense slash awesome. The narration definitely makes up for any plot weakness I noticed, and the lock-on ability makes fighting in an isometric viewpoint a non-issue. I, I, I agree with that, definitely. I thought the lock-on lock worked really well. Mm-hmm. Um, well. I mean, where was the lock I heard about the lock on, but I mean, what was the lock on? With, did with, you play with mouse and keyboard? Or did you play with? Um, played with an Xbox controller. Yeah, me too. You didn't. You didn't notice that it would lock. Like when I was attacking people. When when you I were, mean when I would use like fire a weapon, it would lock. Yes. That, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For right. for ranged weapons. Yeah. Okay. Not not for uh, melee. Okay. All yeah. Right. Uh, Dave C said it's awesome. That's it. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> 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 uh, hey. Uh, any feedback is valued. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> Tobias O. Tobias, awesome name, being an Arrested Development fan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, a really great game. The combat is fun and intense, and the narrator makes it more interesting, to say the least. The levels are gorgeous. It's all hand-painted, I believe, and I don't know one way or another. It may, it may be. I could believe that they hand-painted their their uh, initial designs for it, you know, and then scanned them in. I could believe that. Yep. Mm, uh, that stuff's all digital painting. Yeah, but, but you can still hand paint digitally. Yeah, it's still right. yes, it's still painted by hand digitally. Yes. Right. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's not like, you know, you didn't whip out the canvas or, or, or something. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It's not oil painted. Okay. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, Matthew C writes, uh, awesome game all around, well-crafted and realized world, great music, great aesthetic, uh, fulfilling storyline, good replayability, uh, combat could be a little clunky, but was all around satisfying in weapon variety and mechanics. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good point that there's a good variety of weapons. Even though you don't, you might not feel the urge to play with every single weapon. Mm-hmm. There's still going to be something there that you that everybody's going to be comfortable with. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I tried every weapon pretty much. Yeah, I, I, just you about have every, to try every weapon. Every time you got a new yeah, weapon. you you kind of have to try with yeah. every weapon. But I I always fell back on the old machete and six you know uh, and mm-hmm. six shooter combination myself. Uh, Nate, Nathaniel D, uh, wrote, it's well-made, but over-reliant on style over substance. The mechanics and the narration get tired about halfway through. Ah, Which, look at that. You guys yeah. are on board with on that the one. money. <laughs> 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 and I guess, you know, I, I agree with the style over substance because, like I said, the story is what it is. It's just not anything amazing, but it, it's, it's enough to get you through. And it, it does kind of lean on all those other, uh, ingredients right. to, to, to make up what it, the product um and uh, uh this next name uh it's i think it's Ar- arshad arshad l uh amazing game my favorite is the narration the combat is very tight and love the graphics design i admit i haven't finished it yet haven't played in a while well that's okay he play he must have played it for like an hour <clears throat> Yeah, or maybe the demo, maybe the demo, or or two. <laughs> oh, you mean because the the narration's his favorite? <laughs> well, no, but it's because I don't know. He hasn't finished it yet. I'm just saying because it was short. Juan uh, wrote, uh, "I like the game itself, but the narration comes across as pretentious and unnecessary." Okay. I don't know. If I, yeah, I guess it's a little pretentious, but I mean, it, yeah, know, it's, it is. Well, there, there's a, there's a, a bit of pretentiousness in there. I, I want my, I, you know what though? I want some video games to be a little pretentious. They can't all be tits and guns and explosions and shit. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a it's a highbrow <laughs> game. You know, I I, I was sitting you here know, si- sipping my tea with my pinky out while I was playing the game. <laughs> you know, I want to add before you move on. Uh, the first night I was playing, it had it all turned up real loud, and my wife came down to do some laundry. And she's in there doing it for a bit, and then she comes out and she goes, "Is that the game talking that whole time?" <laughs> you thought you were talking <laughs> to yourself. Well, I don't think I think she thought me I was listening to something, uh, and I go, "Yeah, it's the game." He he talks a lot, and she goes, "That is so stupid." And then she walked away, <laughs> and she's kind of into video games a little bit, you know. So I just thought that was interesting hmm. that like her initial reaction was that is annoying. Hmm. 
I don't know. I guess, it, you know, it kind of would be annoying, though, if you were sitting outside of the room and you weren't seeing exactly what the hell was going on. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I just thought it was interesting, just like, you know, a passerby or someone that was just kind of in and out, heard the game for not even five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and this next one from Blake L. Blake, thank you very much. He submitted a, a really, really long, uh, like, multiple paragraphs, and there was just, I mean... No way to read it all on the show, but uh, thank you very much. But I, I grabbed kind of a, a bit from it, and here you go. Uh, he said, the best part was the plot. Uh, it stepped away from the normal end-of-the-world plot and went into something new. It's focused not on what you were doing, but the crazy world around you. Your foes were not evil, just misunderstood. It really paints a picture of a world where no one group is to blame for what happened, yet they still try to. And this is all told on the side of the game. None of this information is forced on you. You have to make scene of it for yourself sense, maybe and it's not sense, hard, yeah, it's it's not it hard to do if you just pay attention which yeah that's true i mean if you're just playing along and listening to what the narrator says and yeah you kind of you get all that about what, what we mentioned earlier about how uh you know one side was developing this weapon and to and some guy got manipulated by the other side and then it ended up just going off and screwing everybody mm -hmm. so thank you blake uh, Jordan P uh, says, haven't beaten it yet, but so far it's pretty amazing. Cool. Stay on that horse, Jordan. You'll get through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is from Korn. Uh, he posted this on uh, the Elder Geek website. Uh, I just finished Bastion. Really, really good. The second really is Ooh. in all caps. Yes. Uh, the narrator is an excellent storytelling mechanic, although the end was really kind of weak. I liked the idea of multiple endings. I don't like the idea of moral choices popping up at the end. Have devel developers forgotten how to do multiple endings? At the end of the day, though, Bastion was still one of my favorite games of last year. I also shortened Corns as well, so sorry. Mm. His, his was another multi-paragrapher one. Uh, Tigrander via Twitter wrote, uh, Amazing storytelling, fantastic characterization, unbelievable music, brilliant art style, but the gameplay is decent. Uh, it is just an unbelievably good game on all levels. It's amazing how he praises the whole thing, right? And then he says, well, the gameplay's decent. But then, <laughs> unbelievably good on all levels. Well, not really. You just said the gameplay, the most important part, only got a decent. I'm just saying. I'm not trying I'm not, not trying to get that. This is the Elder Geek uh, Game Club <laughs> podcast where we dissect and discuss the comments, comments. left by our community. <laughs> I mean, you know, they're leaving them us and you know no no like, you're right I, I know what you mean no you're right uh but no that's that's cool <laughs> thank you tiger nader though yeah. I appreciate yeah, it. thank you i'm i'm sorry i Keep, didn't mean <laughs> tiger nader was our lone twitter twitter commenter that's yeah, that's, that's cool. <laughs> he only had like 160 characters phil for christ's sake <laughs> <laughs> he did it yeah considering that's all twitter he did a nice job yeah yeah there. Uh, TH2 wrote on the Elder Geek website, uh, Bastion was one of the few games I actually finished in 2011. Uh, huh. Pros, the combat was so fun and was always exciting. The weapons were just so unique and varied. The pacing was superb and the narrator made the game special. The adjustable difficulty with the idols was quite incredible as it was entirely up to you how hard you want the game to be. Overall, Bastion is a true gem of a game. I, before we get into the last... I did, you know, we didn't really mention this very much, but I... I guess you guys played it on normal, right? Mm -hmm. They had a setting, and um, I also played it on normal, but there was a setting where it was like kind of like an ultra easy mode. So like, if you just wanted to find out the story and go through the game, you could play it on that, which I thought was kind of interesting. Like They didn't call it easy. They called it... They had another name for it, and, and then there was a description saying, like, you know, for people who just want to see what this game's about. Yeah. Right. But then they also had the idol system in the game where you could then unlock these idols, and you could use them to up the difficulty level in the game. Um, so even if you were playing it on normal or if you were playing it on hard, you could make it even harder by enabling these item uh, idols. Uh, I don't know if you guys tried. I, I looked at it. I'm like, it makes it yeah. hard. Why would I want to make it harder? Yeah. I don't, the <laughs> idol, yeah. The idols didn't make sense. I actually thought it was hard. It, the game would have been hard enough if it wasn't so generous with the uh, health. Yeah. Health was very, yeah. There was not really any time where I was like, Oh man, I'm, I'm almost out of health. Right. It was right. Just, they were just throwing it at you all the time, pretty much. Right. On, on normal, did... anyway. Maybe not on hard. I don't know. I didn't yeah. play it on hard. So, anyway, I th thought that was... He, he was one of the only people that mentioned the idol thing, so I wanted to touch on that. And last and certainly least is Dante, our shining... Certainly least. Our, 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 our shining white knight. <laughs> He's poor Dante. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Dante writes, Bastion is definitely overrated, but that's not to say it's bad. The combat works well and never gave me much of a problem, save for the lock-on for ranged weapons. Which goes against what the other guy said. Yeah. Hmm. All the different weapons were great to try out to find what worked best for your dude, and the challenge areas for each weapon were a nice little additional thing to do. That whole last level is worthy of discussion and the reuse of the word baffling. <laughs> Why would you give a shitty bull ram to force you to use for the whole level when you've build in, been building an arsenal and figuring out your load the entire game? And why is there a funky jump mechanic? Am I going to start driving a car in a moment, too? <laughs> <laughs> He's right. He's right. It's a weird... That last stage is like odd design choice after odd design choice. It's maybe just, they're maybe they're building up for, you know, maybe those are the things that you're going to start off with in, in Bastion 2, damn it. Maybe Bastion 2 is going to be called, like, Super Jump Battering Ram Bastion. <laughs> <laughs> and the whole game is just going to be jumping, and you're going to have that battering ram. And then at the end, you'll get machetes and a gun for, like, the last ten minutes of that game. Yeah, yeah that's where I'll swing. <laughs> <laughs> So, again, guys, thanks very much for the comments. We really appreciate it. Uh, that was a loaded section. It really was. It was. I, yeah. I, I, might, I need to go get a drink or something. I haven't talked that much during that <laughs> section before in any other episode. So, <laughs> do, do you want me to take over for you for uh, here? No, I'm good. I'm good. I think that's it. That was the end. That, that was it. That was, Dante was our, our final uh, commenter. Um, so, uh, yeah, let's wrap this episode up. Uh, next time around is Randy's Choice. Yep. And Randy, you want to tell us about the game you have chosen for the next episode? Next episode, we are going to be playing Unstoppable Gorg. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people actually have seen um, ads for it. They seem to have a, a, a slightly aggressive uh, uh, ad campaign where they were they were actually buying ad space on um, on some uh, rather popular game sites, which is which is kind of odd for a smaller game like this. But it's a uh, it's a tower defense kind of game, but it's uh, it's set in this kind of 50s sci-fi kind of feel so it'll be interesting um i think i i played a few minutes of it i, I didn't want to like spoil it too much for myself for when i actually play it over the next couple of weeks but but what i've played so far i liked a lot and i think uh, i think everybody that that plays it will enjoy it as well so um so for next episode uh if you guys want to have your comments read on on the show uh leave your comments wherever wherever comments can be left um, YouTube, eldergeek.com, Facebook, Twitter, wherever. We'll find the comments and, and we might read your, your comments next episode on, on the Unstoppable Gorg. Very good. Um, before we wrap up completely, I'd also like to throw out a quick th thank you to Nick from Team Abobo. Uh, he, I guess, listened to the last episode of the show and uh, took some time out to even write us a really nice email uh, about it. And he had some tips for Phil on how to beat <laughs> how to beat Little Mac. And um, <laughs> <laughs> just really appreciate that he took the time to uh, to write to us. And uh, you know, we I think we were fair about the game, and and he didn't express any sort of like you know why didn't you guys say this or you know he was really cool about it. And and. Uh, <laughs> He didn't I'll dig at you. me and Steve either when we both sucked so hard that we couldn't finish the game. Right, so, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, he was very cool, and I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I will I will say that when he wrote that, I thought, oh, man, I hope I, hope I didn't sound like a dick, and I re-listened to the episode, and then I was like, yeah, I sounded okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, like, kind of upset at first. <laughs> so, uh, keep... We uh, are now on the Zoom Marketplace uh, along with uh, iTunes and a million other podcast directories. So if you have uh, access to Zoom or iTunes through whatever means, uh, we would really appreciate it if you guys could leave us some reviews. Uh, even if you just want to leave stars, you don't want to write an actual review, that's fine too. Um, it would really help us out uh, on Zoom. I posted this on Facebook. Thank you to Zoom subscribers. Uh, we, I guess we have a lot of you guys all of a sudden because we got pushed up onto the uh, most subscribed uh, podcast page on the Zoom Marketplace for, for games, which kind of blew me away when I saw that. So thank you very much. And we'd love to do the same thing on iTunes. So the more people we can get subscribing there, leaving uh, reviews there, it would really help us out, get more people listening, more people submitting comments to the show. Uh, it would be awesome. The more people we get submitting stuff, you know, that's going to take more of a front seat on the show. I mean, I'd love to have people calling in, uh, leaving stuff over Skype for us uh, that we could actually play on the show. So that that stuff's all out there. I just need to get more people participating. Yeah. And if anybody has any questions specifically for, for any of the three of us, um, 
sign up for the Facebook group if you use Facebook at all. We're we're on there pretty regularly. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit harder for us to like respond properly through like YouTube and um, you know other channels. So Facebook, you know, send us send us some notes on Facebook or uh, or even on eldergeek.com. We all have accounts of course on there as well. So Yep. Yeah, follow us there. Yeah, and while you're at it, yeah, absolutely. If you're hearing this somewhere else, head over to eldergeek.com. Check out all the awesome reviews, editorial comments, uh, other podcasts, the Jumpman podcast, also on eldergeek.com. An excellent show. Um, Twitch TV, we've got stuff streaming all the time. Guys playing some awesome games live for people to enjoy. Uh, there's a lot going on, so check out eldergeek.com. Yeah, stay tuned for that Kingdoms of Amalur video review, too. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, I guess we'll wrap this episode up. Thank you guys very much for listening and downloading the show and all your comments. We appreciate it. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode and that we will see you next time for Unstoppable Gorg. Gorg. For myself, Steve Wilkinson, and Phil and Randy, uh, we will see you next time. Yeah. Good night. night. strong